Joe Biden had his first state of the something speech. I bet if you talked to Joe Biden, he wouldn't know what it was either. Or what time it was, or where it was, or what day it was, or what he's doing there, or when's nap time. Whatever, let's talk about his speech. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass of Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back. Hey, sorry I was gone the last couple of days. Or I think it was just yesterday I was gone. I my The side effects of that shot were, how shall I put it to you this way? Uncool. So I, I, have ju- I was miserable yesterday. Uh, it took everything I could to stay awake for Joe Biden's speech. And that's basically not because I got the shot. So what I'm hoping to do is I'm hoping to get through the speech, talk about that speech. I'm not going to have a lot of sound clips for it because there are tons out there. But uh, And then, you know what I really want to talk about is this American Families Plan thing. Because I looked at it from the whitehouse.gov site it's a it's it's crap it's not a disaster outside of the fact that it's going to cost 2 trillion dollars but it's just absolute crap so let's talk about this speech thing and again i'm not going to have a lot of i'm not going to have a lot of uh sound clips i'm going to have i have like two sound clips and they're the important sound clips and they're important because they're just so stupid and they really show where he is as far as what he thinks of the Constitution and what he thinks of the country. So anyway, this speech was kind of a like a State of the Union or an address to Congress, except it's not really a State of the Union because a State of the Union would have occurred like three months ago at the beginning of February or the end of January. And you can't really say he's addressing Congress because there were like only 200 people there, which is kind of weird. But Biden has hidden himself so much that his administration is starting to get pressure for him not showing up. And he wants to introduce another two trillion dollar bill. So I I'm thinking it's about time he's thinking it's about time to actually go start talking to people so they understand what he's doing outside of destroying the com- country, which is exactly what he's doing. So this new bill is called the American Families Plan. Another two trillion dollar bill. And it's got the same number of bizarre garbage that the other two bills that he passed. And those other two bills, you might remember, is the COVID rescue plan of $2.4 trillion, when only about 12% of that bill went to actually COVID rescue. Everything else was to schools and unions. It was a crap bill. And now he's got a proposed infrastructure plan where only 6% actually goes to infrastructure, which means bridges and uh, bridges and uh, roads. The other $1.5 trillion goes to unions and new pet projects that the Democrats want. And this one, the um, 
the family plan, another $2 trillion that really goes to Democratic pet projects. We'll talk about this. I don't think I'm going to have time to talk about this today. I think we'll have to, to come up with that a little bit later. I might do that one over the weekend um, because it is... I went to whitehouse.gov. I read about that infrastructure plan, and it's quite it's quite heavy. So I, I may not want to go through it today. I may not have the time to go through it today. So this might be a shorter podcast only because um, I really plan to dump some of that in there. But anyway, he's oh he's trying to spend. If you take the two point for four trillion the 1.9 trillion and the 2.1 trillion he wants to spend with this family's plan you're looking at 6.3 trillion dollars in his first 100 days and that doesn't even include the 4 trillion dollars we need to spend just to keep the government open so we are looking at in his first 100 days $10 trillion. Now, how much is that? Well, Donald Trump left and the deficit, including the $2 trillion he spent during his COVID uh, rescue plan, was at $22 trillion. And Biden wants to spend 30% of the debt accrued through the last 70 years. Yeah, this is not actually responsible spending. Uh, And it's all about garbage programs. Now, like I said, I read the family's plan. It's crap. It's real crap. Again, why the teachers union needs more money, I don't know. I'm not going to bring this up. I don't think it's necessary to bring it up. It needs its own place. But anyway, that's really what this is about. It was his 100-day, it was his 100-day anniversary today. He needed to make a speech, and he did yesterday, and it was basically a speech that was full of platitudes and lies. Okay, so let me go over just the basics of the speech, and then we'll go over some of the more important details of the speech. So first off, there were only about 200 people invited to go. And only a quarter of those people, I'd say less than 50, were Republicans. Now, 200 invited guests in a place that holds 1,800. Everyone, obviously, was social distanced, but yet everybody and all of them are vaccinated, required a mask. Really a weird signal from the White House that even if you are vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask indoors, even though you're socially distanced. Okay, whatever. You know what? And this is something I I really think would have been a big thing for the Republicans. Ted Cruz was there. Uh, Cocaine Mitch was there. There were a couple of others. It would have been something if they would have taken off their masks. Now, Nancy Pelosi made it that you have to wear a mask in in the House of Representatives. But if I were Ted Cruz, I would have taken off the mask and then said, go get three security guard and throw me out. And 
I think it, this is the problem with Republicans. We need to grow some balls. We need to sit back and say, no, 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 we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Kick us out. Okay, so that was the first thing I thought was really weird. And of course, Biden walks through the place with a freaking mask on. And then he leaves and he tries to put a mask on. Then he realizes, oh, I can't put a mask on. It just, just all, the whole thing was surreal. It was stupid. As Biden's walking in, he's fist bumping everybody instead of like shaking hands. It seemed like a backyard grunge party than a political speech. It was really, really stupid looking. You know, here's the thing. Again, you're all vaccinated. You don't have to start putting your hands in your mouth after you're shaking. Shake hands. A really weird, weird message to send the American people about vaccinations when you've all been vaccinated and you're still acting like a bunch of freaking germ uh, germ-filled teenagers. It, it just it it was it wasn't a good look. So Biden uh, strolls his way up there, and I think he he walks like an old man. He looks like an old man. He acts like an old man. He walks like an old man. He looked really decrepit. He gets up there. He starts, and the first thing he does is, and you knew this was going to happen. He pointed out that there was an old white woman as the Speaker of the House and a young, slutty black woman who's not really black as the president of the Senate or his vice president. I'll point out that one of the problems I have with this is that, you know, he belongs to a party that believes that gender is fluid and there's really no such thing as a man and a woman, so I'm not exactly sure what difference it makes that there are two women behind him because technically they might be women Maybe they're not women. I, I don't know. I just think that's kind of weird. I also want to point out the first time that Nancy Pelosi became Speaker of the House was under George W. Bush, who was a Republican. So I would think that maybe all the years that there could have been a woman as a Speaker of the House as a Democrat, probably not a Republican fault and probably not a big accomplishment of the Democrats. But whatever. It is what it is. Uh, he started talking about how America is awesome, which is really weird since last week he said that the American system is systemically racist and police are racist and everything is racist. Uh, he never actually explains how a man who's belonged to the system for the last 55 years is not a racist, but uh, he did talk about how great America was. And then he started selling his new plan, which is that fam uh, American Families plan. Um, and he started talking about how it wasn't going to add to the deficit. Two trillion dollars and it's not going to increase the deficit. Now you might be saying, what? And um, you might be right. I'm, And he never really explained how this wasn't going to add to the deficit outside of saying he was going to t raise corporate taxes, raise uh, taxes for people earning over 400000 a year. We'll get to that in a second. And you might be saying, what? What is that? Here's the thing. The $2 trillion that he wants to spend, 
Um, you can tax anybody earning $400,000 a year, 100% taxes, it's still not going to make up $200 trillion or $2 trillion. You can tax Jeff Bezos. And guess what? It's going to be 100% Jeff Bezos, 100%. It's going to equal about a trillion dollars. It, this is insane. He can't tax everybody what he's taxing them and expect that this is going to work. So I don't know where he came with the deficit. And guess what? He didn't explain it. Then he said the only people who would be affected by this $2 trillion. And by the way, this $2 trillion, the last $2 trillion proposal, and of course, of course the $1.9 trillion or the $2.4 trillion uh, that he actually got for the COVID relief, which wasn't really necessary because uh, COVID is going downwards anyway. Um, he said that he would only tax people who are earning 400k and above. This is a lie. I knew it. Everyone I talked to knows it. Everyone knew this was a lie. Because here's the problem. He's going to raise the personal income taxes of people who are earning 400k. Then he's going to raise the corporate taxes. Now he's talking about raising capital gains taxes. Guess what? People are looking at being taxed not once, not twice, but three times. And for a guy, let's say a small business owner, and 400000 a year for a small business owner, that's a lot of money to make. That is a lot of money to make. I know small business owners that have not made money for 10, 5, 10 years after they opened their business. Much less 400000 Much less a million. They're going to tax everyone to death. It's going to kill small business. But here's the thing. Just because you don't earn, or I don't earn, because I don't earn 400000 a year. Just because we don't earn 400000 a year doesn't mean we're going to get it. Oh, we're going to get it. We're going to get it hard. We're going to get it in increased products, in, price of increased products of uh, price of products, increased price of service. We're going to get nailed in um, uh, taxes, sales taxes. You got to figure we're going to pay that. We're going to lose our jobs because you think a guy who's earning $400,000 a year, he's finally in the black earning $400,000 a year is going to sit back and say, okay, well, I guess I got to earn a hundred thousand. No, he's just going to can half his staff. This is a disaster. We're going to lose on services that could be developed. Imagine here's, here's what a business actually does. I'm, I'm sure you know this already, but what a business does is it takes its profits. Okay. And it doesn't look at, look at Elon Musk. They take their profits and they don't just take the money and go buy a bunch of PlayStation fives. No, what they do is they take that money and they reinvest it into R&D to develop new services and products. Well, the government wants to take the money because they think they know how to invest better than Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. By the way, Jeff Bezos is a communist. He wants everyone, he wants all this stuff because he can afford the taxes, whereas his competitors, the smaller businesses, can't. This is a communist fascist plan if you think about it because communists and fascists do not want competition they don't want competition 
And this plan destroys the competition for big business. As much as Joe Biden says he's worried about, he wants to attack corporations, there's a reason corporations approve of Joe Biden. By the way, you think I have a problem with, you think I can't prove corporations approve of Democrat bills? I mean, Delta, Nike, Amazon, CBS, Disney, uh, all of the film companies, they all approve of Biden's agenda because they don't want any competition. Joe Biden and his communist cronies, his socialist cronies, are into destroying the competition. And the reason they like big corporations destroying the competitions is one, control. For example, I, I'm sure Donald Trump had a comment about this speech, but we can't hear Donald Trump because he's been banned from all the popular platforms. And the second a platform comes out, like Parler, that will allow Donald Trump to talk, what do they do? They de-platform Parler. Isn't that just really disturbing? Why do they do that? Because when we become a socialist country, it won't be Amazon that's killed, won't be Twitter or Facebook that's killed, won't be Nike that's killed, won't be Delta that's killed, won't be CNN that's killed. It'll be their competitors. Fox News, Adidas, American Airlines. Those are the ones that will end up dying if they don't follow the Biden plan. Um, he started selling his plan saying... I, I, he said the rich needed to pay their fair share. Okay, I'm, I'm tired of this lie. This is an absolute lie, and he keeps repeating it. He has no problem repeating it. The top 50% of earners in this country pay 100% of the taxes in this country. The, top, the lower 50% pay a net zero tax. If you are on the lower 25, you pay no tax, zero tax. Now, let's take a look at what the rich pay. And you keep hearing, well, Amazon didn't pay any taxes last year. No, they did. They, they, paid, they paid billions in taxes. That's an absolute lie. They have corporate taxes, payroll taxes, sales tax, capital gains tax. Uh, Jeff Bezos has income tax, property tax. Oh, that's right. Amazon has to pay property tax. Then you have to pay sales tax, which they have to give back to the government. It's crap. Big business. The rich. And I'm not considered rich by any stretch. I pay a lot of taxes. But I'm not considered rich. I also get money back in taxes. But if you're earning $40,000 a year, you get money back. At the end of the year, in April or May this year, you're going to get money back. You make $100,000, you're going to have to pay some. But not a lot. That's not going down. Here's the reality. If capital gains, if um, payroll tax, if corporate tax is all raised, you're going to pay taxes. You're going to pay sales tax. You're going to pay um, the cost of the product will go up based off the fact that the company has to pay corporate and payroll taxes. It's going up. You're paying taxes. Get over it. There is no way only people earning 400k a year are paying taxes and that they, the rich, need to pay their fair share. The rich pay 
all of the taxes and I'm like you, I'm not the rich. Here's the thing. This really bothers me and I'm thinking of making another podcast is what do Democrats rely on? They rely on greed, which by the way, is a mortal sin as far as the Bible is concerned. They rely on greed. They rely on me looking at Jeff Bezos and said, well, he's got all this money. He doesn't need all this money. It doesn't matter what he needs. Just like it doesn't matter that I need a hundred round magazine for my rifle and no one should tell me any otherwise. It's not my business to say Jeff Bezos doesn't need $4 trillion. And by the way, me saying we should take that money from Jeff Bezos is me being greedy and jealous, envious, all of the ugly things in the Bible. Greed and envy, newsflash, two of the mortal sins. And as far as I'm concerned, the government playing on wrath, taking that money to give to me, that's me being wrathful. I've committed three mortal sins. It, it's, I know we shouldn't talk about the Bible because not everyone believes in the Bible. But in all honesty, that's what it is. Okay, so he continued on. He talked about the COVID thing. Well, I don't want to say he talked about the COVID thing. He took credit for COVID. Uh, We're at 2.3 million COVID shots a day. When he took over, we were already over a million COVID shots a day. Um, He never really talked about Donald Trump and coming up with the COVID vaccines, of course. Um, but he still would not say the COVID crisis is over. And that's the whole thing. That's another thing that Joe Biden does. This crisis can't end because if this crisis can end, his insane policies have to end because there will be no reason for him. Now, here's the thing, and this isn't my idea. This comes from Ben Shapiro, coming from Steven Crowder, coming from Dave Rubin. One of the things that Joe Biden, the reason Joe Biden wants this crisis to continue is really simple. He wants this crisis to continue because his insane policies, he'll have no excuse for him again. Joe Biden has inherited the best economy in the world. This economy went through an artificial depression. The government shut down the economy. And now... It's time to open the economy up. There's no reason for another COVID plan, which is what he's pushing. There's no reason for any of that. But if the COVID virus ends, then his plans have no reason. And you can tell they're already thinking that this COVID thing is over because now they're coming up with other crises. They're coming up with racial equity. They're coming up with the environment. When was the last time you heard anything about the environment? (laughs) Seriously. I can tell you, no one talked about the environment. Joe Biden mentioned it, but it was all about how Trump did a shitty job on the, uh, the COVID thing. Now, suddenly the environment is becoming a big issue. By the way, if you, uh, tune into dumbasses talking politics, on YouTube. I got another short. We're going to take after Greta Thunberg. I'll bring that up later with this environment thing. But the problem is the Democrats always need a crisis because that's the only justification for their stupid plans. 
And by the way, and then he sat back and he said, uh, we'll build back better by building back better. Okay, I guess if his stupid terms or stupid quote wasn't good, I guess you say it twice. He literally said, we're going to build back better by building back better. He said this and was like, oh God, there is an old man moment. As I said... Uh, as the speech moved on, Joe began to lose it. He began to actually begin to get tired. He was ready for his, his nap. He began to stumble. And this happened about 50 minutes into his speech. And suddenly his love of the United States kind of got out of control. He didn't love the United States. And he made that very clear. And... I don't think this was an accident. I think they brought all this mean crap, his writers of the speech, at the very end. Because they knew people are just going to stop listening to this guy. He just doesn't sound sane. And it's boring. And Or maybe it's just something simple like Ted Cruz and Chuck Schumer. They started falling asleep in the middle of this speech. So then he started, at the end of his speech, literally the last 10 minutes of his speech, he started talking about how America is racist and we need to fix it. Gun violence is an epidemic. Again, the epidemic thing. And we must get rid of guns. He talked about how rifles shouldn't need 100 rounds. Now, here's the thing. I've never seen a gun that had, I've never seen a magazine that packed 100 rounds. I, I never have. He lied about gun violence, and he said that assault the assault weapons ban in the 90s reduced crime. Well, the reality was it never reduced crime in the 90s. Again, they lie and they don't think anything about it. He brought up the ghost guns thing again. Now, ghost guns, if you didn't listen to my previous po podcast, ghost guns are guns that are built. They're built from kits. They don't have serial numbers. Uh, the number of ghost guns that have actually been involved in mass killings, like zero, but they consider a, go a gun that had the uh, serial number actually scraped away, they consider that a ghost gun. So they just want to eliminate any gun. Um, never mind, I can't say that. Again, white supremacy is a threat and it is terrorism, unlike terrorism. He said that January 6th was the worst thing to happen to the United States since the Civil War. Now, granted, 800 nut jobs who walked into the Capitol building didn't set fire to anything is worse than Jim Crow, women not being able to vote, um, worse than the assassination of Kennedy, worse than 9-11... I worse than World War One or World War Two. I would have thought those were actually pretty bad. No, he never talked about the riots last summer, which caused three billion dollars in damage. And they say two billion dollars. You know what? I'm going to go to three billion because it's it's got to be over that now. Because guess what? They're still rioting. Doesn't mention that. He he talked about transgender rights and how women should be able to compete against men but or i'm sorry men compete against women he didn't actually said that but when he says transgender whites he means 
a, a biological man can walk into a women's restroom and take a leak next to a woman who probably doesn't want that to happen. Or that a biological man can compete against a woman in a sport. He's good with that. Violence Against Women Act. I Why he brought this up, I, I still don't know, except that women basically... All sorts of... All sorts of sexism, all sorts of prejudice against women has already been banned. So the Violence Against Women Act, which is, and this is one of the things I'd like to hear from Republicans, Violence Against Women, it's already illegal to beat a woman. It's already illegal to kill a woman. By the way, it's already illegal to beat a black man, kill a black man because he's black. Same thing with Asians, same thing with Hispanics. Why these acts are really important, why these laws need to be passed, I don't know. A lot of Republicans won't pass them because they're just stupid. They're already illegal. Um, but he said some things that were really bad. And these are the things that tell me Joe Biden is not an American citizen and does not care about the Constitution. Listen to this first one. And don't tell me it can't be done. We did it before and it worked. Talk to most responsible gun owners and hunters. They'll tell you there's no possible justification for having 100 rounds in a weapon. What do you think, deer wearing Kevlar vests? And what's, they'll tell you that there are too many people today who are able to buy a gun but shouldn't be able to buy a gun. These kinds of reasonable reforms have overwhelming support from the American people, including many gun owners. The country supports reform this, and Congress should act. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. And no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. From the very beginning, there were certain guns, weapons, it could not be owned by Americans. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, the deer in the Kevlar vest thing was kind of funny. But the number of rounds is not necessarily something about hunting. It's about the size of the bullet that actually matters. Do I need 100 rounds to kill a deer? Probably not. But here's the thing. To pierce Kevlar, you already need armor-piercing bullets, and this is already illegal. So, what is he talking about? I 100 rounds has nothing to do with Kevlar, and it has nothing to do with deer. I'm a proud gun guy, but I've never seen a 100-round magazine. In fact, I thought they were already illegal in most states. But if they are, who's he to say what I need? Maybe I do need a 100-round magazine. Maybe I have a bad rabbit problem who keeps eating my organic lettuce and carrots. Maybe there are so many bunnies, their farts are eating the ozone layer. It doesn't matter. It's none of his damn business, and I don't need him telling me that I, he needs to ban what he thinks I don't need. And, and by the way, this is another lie. Gun owners don't support him. They don't support any restrictions on weapons. It's an absolute lie. Or maybe the fear of a tyrannical government 
trying to violate my constitutional rights and me wanting to fight this tyranny is a reason that I want a 100-round magazine. Has he ever thought about that? That's what the Second Amendment is about. Don't believe me, read it. Finally, the Constitution is absolute. We've talked about that. He keeps thinking, saying to everyone that the Constitution is not absolute. No, it is absolute. The forefather said, this is absolute. And if you if it does not go, if a law does not go against the Constitution, it is up to the state, and the Supreme Court is supposed to ignore it. The Second Amendment of the Constitution is absolute. People were able to buy cannons in the 17, 18, and 1900s because the Second Amendment said you could. As a matter of fact, you were required by law to own a gun in the seven or sixty. Uh, I'm sorry, in the 181900s, and you were required to own a set amount of ammunition. Why? To fight the tyrannical government that might grow from the revolution. And this is the dumbest thing. I I, I can't stand when people use this as to to show how the Constitution is not great, is you can yell fire in a crowded theater. That's bullshit. It's it's not even BS. It's just bullshit. You actually can yell fire in a crowded theater, especially if there's a fire. And if you yell fire in a crowded theater and people get stomped, yeah, you could face some charges, but it won't be murder. And you'll face civil lawsuits, but the reality is it has never been determined fire in a crowded theater is illegal according to the Constitution. That has never been determined. It was used as a, in the early uh, 20th century, it was used as an example, but it was never voted upon. So it's, it has, there's no constitutionality in it. But right off the bat, you've got to sit back and you've got to say to yourself, oh my God, this guy thinks that the Constitution can be changed by the President and Congress? No. That's why we have an amendment process. If you don't want guns, assault weapons, which has no real definition, you have to go through amendment process because the reality is the Constitution says, I can own any weapon I want. Okay, that wasn't the worst. This is the worst statement of the night and I almost missed this but luckily I caught it later when I was watching another uh, broadcast and I listened to it I was like no that's not a thing listen to this our constitution opens with the words as trite as it sounds we the people well it's time to remember that we the people are the government you and I not some force in a distant capital not some powerful force that we have no control over. It's us. It's we the people. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is completely wrong. This is a lie. This is this shows me that either Joe Biden doesn't know anything about the Constitution, or he doesn't care about the Constitution, or he's manipulating the Constitution. In the Constitution, we the people does not mean the, all the people, including the people of the government.
the we the people means those that are not in government. The people in the government, the people that are making the decisions are not we the people. The Constitution means the average citizen, the citizen that does not have control. It is written to protect us from government. When they said we the people, they meant we the people separate from any hierarchy. It's a lie. What he said was a lie. It was wrong. Here's the thing. The Founding Fathers were afraid we would free ourselves from one tyrannical government just to put in another tyrannical government. We the people was meant to be the citizens of the United States. In this case, to defend ourselves from an organic, tyrannical government that George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and all those folks put together. This is why they required gun ownership. We the people is me and you. It is not Joe Biden, the President of the United States. It is not, it is not Congress. It is not even the Supreme Court. It is we the people. We are the people that have to live day by day. That's what they meant. This is what the founding fathers thought. You don't believe me? Read the uh, Federalist Papers. It's all there. They talked about ambition. And they said people who wanted to be running a government are more ambitious than we the people. And the reason the Constitution there is to control their ambition. Control the checks and balances. Is make sure the checks and balances are there. This is an absolute misread of the Constitution, and considering Joe Biden has been part of the government for sixty for fifty some odd years, I would say a dead outright lie. We are we the people are here to protect against the ambitions of Joe Biden because let's face it, Joe Biden's ambitions are the reason he's implementing all this crap. Bigger government, more power to the government, more subservience from we the people, the populace. So the um, this is to control the um, we the people, the constitution is to control the ambitious from taking over we the people. An absolute misread of the constitution. Okay, tomorrow I will not, <coughs> I wish I was doing a podcast, but I just don't have the time. I'm going up to Los Angeles. I'm from San Diego. I'm going up to Los Angeles, visit my dad. Maybe I can get through this. I'm definitely writing the podcast. We can talk about the American Families Plan. Uh, I think that's a, a big thing. Uh, we might do a podcast tomorrow. It'll be a lot shorter. Uh, we are definitely going, I'm definitely going to do a Dumbasses Talking Politics video short. Uh, and it's about Greta Thunberg. I know you guys. Oh, how about this? These video shorts, Greta Thunberg and AOC in the same video. Oh, come on. That's going to be fun. Hey, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Attic, uh, Twitcher, um, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, um, YouTube and Rumble. You can visit my website at Dumbasses Talking Politics. I've got everything there for you. 
I hope you have a great weekend if I don't get my um, podcast up tomorrow. But I will have my uh, I will have my uh, dumbasses talking politics shorts. It's going to be a good one, and so far they're pretty popular. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.